This is episode number 469 of Day Two Water Cooler, Sinking WordPress. Or Shinking. 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 I'm Jason Tucker, Gordon, my not running website of WordPress. <laughs> uh, JasonTucker.blog. I'm Sayreen. I do stuff. I don't know what it is anymore. What is life? At Sayreen Media on whatever. And y'all know who it is. It's your boy, Jason Cosper. Back at it again on the world's most influential WordPress podcast. Speaking of podcasts, we got places for you to go find them. Go look around on the internet. You can find us. And while you're on the internet, go hang out with us on our Discord. Come into the Discord. We don't have cookies, but we're funny. (laughs) And uh, it's not a secret anymore. So after the show, you can pop into our Discord and have a little voice chat um, in the After Cooler channel. Yeah. That's been fun. We had we had a good time last time. It, yeah. it, was, it was a lot of fun. I had you to... were. <laughs> it was great. I, yeah, I was going to say you like were. An hour. Yeah, you were you were hanging out until almost like one o'clock in there. Not guaranteed that we'll do that again. No. No. <laughs> but I I actually popped back on because uh uh Indigo my daughter was off of school and um so I had to go mom but then everyone was still on so I like popped on and she said hi to everybody that was really fun <laughs> she's like who are these people what are these little heads anyway yep. uh the discord's fun you should join us there because I think the discord is going to help us um help us focus during the show on wordpress stuff that isn't necessarily um the the inner workings of WordPress contribution because we get to talk about that in the Discord. So, you know, we don't have to talk about that as much. Although, although, wait, hold on. We have a new segment. Um, I did want to just offer my my uh, thoughts on, uh, this is a visual gag for those of you who are listening on a podcast. Um, the WordPress tea. <laughs> I mean, it's just a cup and that's just a tea bag. So I don't know what you're talking about. It also has glitter on it. Uh, anyway, I just want to say that it has been proclaimed uh, without any context um, for that uh, transparency and openness is the way that WordPress should be working and that people didn't know that things were being done in private channels. Um, mm -hmm. And um, that's me drinking the tea. BT Dems. And uh, so, yeah, it just remains to be seen. I think that correlates beautifully to the annual survey discussion we had. So definitely project leadership is super on the same page. Mm-hmm. Speaking All of things are going really well, and I'm sure no lawyers were consulted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, that's the end of that segment. Yes. Yeah, speaking of syncing, right? We're going to talk about, about WordPress syncing. Yeah. I thought this was the funniest title. <laughs> I really did. I was like, I love a good double entendre. But yeah. we... This actually was not intended from the title. We're not being shady. Um, no. This topic came about. It's actually about WordPress. <laughs> it's actually about WordPress. What? The collection of PHP files that makes a WordPress thing that has some JavaScripts. Yes, yeah, we're actually going to be talking about software. The, the software again. It's <laughs> the software. So uh, I think Jason Tucker was bored this week and texted us and was like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> What's happening? I'm bored. <laughs> And uh, I responded with what exactly I was doing, which was, um, what was I doing? I was building out um, Airtable to WordPress maps. And so I was explaining the data mapping that I was doing at that particular moment. Um, And uh, 
we started talking about it. And it's like, oh, as soon as we start talking about something like that, I'm like, nope, nope, we have to stop. This is a show. We have to do the show. Actually, I think, Jason, you did this. You just titled it. <laughs> you just, yeah. You're like, great, new show topic. Uh, so anyway, that's what we're talking about today. It's not a dub- It's not intended to be um, a, a pun. I mean, it is a pun, but it's not intended to be the topic. It's syncing, like um, aligning data from different yes. places. So I just want to clarify. Um, anyway, so I have lots to say on it because it's a, I've been doing it all week. I do it a lot, actually, lately. So when when you do this, do you typically use an outside place as the source of truth? Or are you using sometimes WordPress as a source of truth to go to someplace else? This is such a great question. <laughs> Where's your source of truth? Um, this is actually why I was making a diagram because, uh, one of my favorite things to do when, when mapping data and, and trying to figure all this out is to literally make diagrams. I'm sort of obsessed with making diagrams like flows and charts because then everyone like, look, this is what is happening to your data. It is going here. This is automated. This is not automated. You have to do this part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, there's color coding and shapes. People like that. <laughs> Clients are like, oh, so the circle means I do it. And the diamond means the computer does it. Exactly. Uh, So it's very helpful because honestly, it's a lot to hold in your head, even as someone who understands databases and how data kind of flows around. And so I, I, I don't, not, not only do I not fault my clients for not, you know, grokking the whole thing, but like, Mm -hmm. I get it because I don't want to hold it in my head either. A lot, of, a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have yous, a lot of strands in old Duder's head. <laughs> yeah, and you really have to understand how your clients work. And to your point, Tucker, um, where the source of truth is, is crucial. So, for example, in one client, I actually have multiple sources of, I've, I've not, it cannot be that Airtable, for example, in this case, I also use a million different types of data like all my clients have different some use salesforce some use proprietary systems some use uh you know hubspot some use whatever it happens to be airtable is very popular currently and i'm a big yeah. fan uh but it doesn't scale well uh and that's part of the problem so it scales well for data like literal data and then if you partner it with an offsite storage so you don't reach all your limits it can actually mm-hmm. store like, you know, media data as well. So that can be helpful. Uh, but it is, they've really changed their pricing structure so that the media, too much media will cost you. And the key thing there with some of Airtable, I don't, I don't, I'm not super up on Salesforce's pricing because most of the clients I work with are nonprofits. But, um, and, and Salesforce gives a free nonprofit, obviously, because it's got that gateway drug. Um so uh, the scale for pricing, it like is per user and it gets really pricey really quickly, mm. even for just users within an office or within a company. So, for example, I have various artist directories. It is not feasible to have that data managed uh, in an in Airtable, for example, or to have them have an account or with Salesforce. So if there is user data, like that the user needs to interact with not the not the client whose site it is then um the website is still the place to go because turns out you can make as many users as you want and you don't pay per user and they can log in and there are 
so many great ways, so many great like extensions and plugins and ways to manage users, control what they see, give them custom logins, and then you're only sending them to the, your website. So that's something I run in with a lot is that if, if you're doing user data management or user generated content, these offsite accounts aren't necessarily the, the, the place you want to have mm. your, your source of truth. So in some of my clients, we have, you know, the user component is managed on or the profiles and all that is managed on the website. And then their other data is managed, uh, like even their posts and pages I'm building out uh, for a client uh, is managed in the Airtable. So it's, okay. yeah, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, we've been storing data in our websites in our data data tables in our MySQL tables our post post meta is like loaded um, oh, yeah. yeah so it's interesting to be um taking the data out of that context i've always said when i used to teach um like intro word wordpress classes for small businesses i would explain wordpress as a fancy data inputter Mm -hmm. I remember those talks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that is uh, what Airtable is now also, right? So, yeah. you know, it's it's really interesting that all of these new, I mean, Airtable is not that new, but it really has all of these database SASs, all these sassy databases <laughs> have really been, um, you know, adding features and they're all still proprietary, but you can get your data in and out. So with APIs and just automations and all the stuff. So, and everyone's doing exports and imports. So mm -hmm. the um, kind of the claim to fame or the use of, I have used WordPress databases and WordPress websites as repositories for business data for a, yeah. many a year. Sure. And um, that, you know, cause that was the best choice. That was what was out there, you know? Otherwise, do you, when you, I know this is probably depending on like the project, but like, mm -hmm. how do you determine if you're going to do a per transaction? Uh, and I'm using transaction not in the the uh, the, e the money sense, but <laughs> but yeah, in the sense of a, a change occurred and now you're going to push or pull that change mm -hmm. um, versus a um, like a full export, full import, replacing all the data. Um, you know, one way or the other, what's like, how do, how do you determine what's what, which one you're going to end up doing when you start planning this out? Well, I, I usually end up doing both <laughs> because the initial load is the mm -hmm. one time, like everything goes in. Um, and then, but for the, for the, um, the ongoing stuff, it's all trigger based. So it's all like, if someone comes in and updates, you know, this, so for example, I'm updating, um, a website that is for uh, public art. And when these these different projects go through different stages, right? Like first they're in planning and then they're in the call the artist phase and then they're in whatever's after that. And, um, you know, there's different content for each of those things. But the really key thing here is that it is very useful for my client in this particular, actually many of my clients, but this particular client I'm talking about to save those various iterations. Uh, because again, if you work with nonprofits, a lot of that is grant-based and found, you know, you have to provide reporting. So mm -hmm. that that data becomes valuable. 
Um, and I think, you know, with small businesses, um, or, and I don't know, I can't, I would also probably say for larger corporations, but keeping marketing content or keeping page content around, not posts, which are going to stay there, right? But, but the page content you use per season or the, you know, it's Christmas now. Do you have to rewrite all of your holiday content or can you just go back to your database and be like, oh, you know, now I'm going to load this stuff on. And, um, you know, interestingly, patterns could also be sort of a space to save that data, right? You could be like, here's my holiday Black Friday patterns that I'm going to stick on there and then just pull it out after the holiday and then put in your Christmas one and then put in your New Year's one or whatever and then pull it out. So you could save the data that way. I am not a fan of the way the data looks anymore um, because you it's it's so hard to export cleanly. I mean, you can with like WP all import or export. But um, I I have, have really been moving away from storing that sort of legacy. It's not really legacy. It's like reusable content. So it makes mm. sense to have it be part of patterns. But I don't know. With the naming change from reusable blocks to patterns, the connotation of it being very design-based instead of content-based, Yeah, you know, it's, it really shifts that. Um, and I, I don't know if that's a great way to use patterns to like kind of store that content. So um, anyway, I, uh, various clients can have different phases of content push and pull, and then they have a record of um, what they've done. So you could put it into right. the website and then have that pull into your database um, and, and then store it that way. Or you could put it in your database and then push it to the website and have it overwrite, you know, various things based on various criteria. So mm -hmm. it's um, the the most important part of this is the mapping, like yeah. understanding the flow. If, you, if you're just automating things and moving around data, like, first of all, you can get very tangled very quickly. Um, I'm, a, I'm actually really interested before I, you know, go keep just talking. I'm really interested, <laughs> uh, Cosper, from a performance standpoint about, you know, Data, like text data, especially in a, you know, MySQL database is, is minimal, right? It's not going to really impact anything. Um, but if you're not loading stuff onto a page, let's say it's just stored on the site, you know, some hosts aren't big fans of you storing images and content on the site. So can, right. can you, like, I know I get a lot of angry emails from WP Engine about certain points. <laughs> That is has too much data, and I'm like, I'm gonna get them on AWS at some point. Pull your jets. Um, but uh, I know that that's a problem from a server standpoint. So I don't sure. Yeah. How does that factor in in your mind? I mean, so I it's it's interesting uh, that you brought this up because I was exactly. about to, <laughs> I, I was I was about to. Uh, ask you so like once you import this data from the source of truth in uh, is it just going into like posts and post meta uh, is it going into its own custom table which may be a little bit more forgiving like how it's I mean in my case with all love and apologies to uh, Scott Kingsley Clark it's going into ACF <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah. That's actually really interesting because when I told this to Tucker, he goes, Oh, so it's from Airtable to ACF. And I was like, Airtable to ACF. No, it goes from Airtable to the website, to the WordPress. Like I didn't think of like ACF as like the right. the destination. Data. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought of the website as it because ACF to me, advanced custom field, is just, you know, it, it is it, I don't build websites without them. <laughs> so like Yeah, I mean, ACF is the, the front end for the for the the custom field editor. Right. Uh, I mean, editor custom is, fields. Yeah. Is that still stored? I, I, I haven't been tracking where it's stored lately. I know everyone's been moving stuff around. Uh, is, is ACF data still stored in post meta? Hanging I out? think so. Yeah. yeah probably okay. just serialized post meta. Right. Yeah. So in, in that case, from yeah. a performance perspective, mm-hmm. um, it is, um, it's not, so okay, I I don't love. You don't have to I, be nice. You can tell me I'm no, doing no, no. it wrong. That's all right. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not doing it wrong. Um, the thing that I would suggest in this scenario, uh, once once you start to scale out to like, I I have no idea how, and we don't need to get into like revealing client stuff, but. Uh, once you scale out to a particular point where you have your host like WP Engine like coming back at you saying, like, hey, maybe you either need to find another home or pay us more money for more resources. Mm-hmm. Um, a- at that point, uh, this isn't like a, a true like uh, fix it patch, but something that'll get you uh, to where you need to go, um, like, and and maybe help you along the way until you can get that uh, client on um, AWS or on uh, something a little bit better is. Uh, we can talk about that next. Okay, sorry. Yeah, um, <laughs> but um, we. So what I would do in that scenario, if stuff is just going into uh, posts and post meta and etc., is uh, there are methods and. Uh, there's this real mouthful of a plugin. It's like index WP MySQL something something. I think you recommended me that one before. I'll yeah, I'll I'll, I'll make push any of those buttons. I actually have a site where after we had the conversation, (laughs) I loaded a bunch of uh it's actually on a site, not not the same client I was talking about, but a different site that I was moving a bunch of data and using their old database but which was a disaster um and i i really need like i was like i know there is bad stuff in this database like i can see it right I, but i'm not going to go through it manually so i loaded this plugins in i still haven't pushed the buttons because i'm scared it, you don't you <laughs> don't scared. you don't need to be scared uh what index wp my what what index wp my sequel for speed does is it has a number of uh, common indexes that basically make lookups for particular types of data faster. Um, right. So, an index of an index. Yeah. Next index. It's it's an it's an index for uh, and I mean it covers a lot more than just your post meta table, but in this scenario, that's mm-hmm. like really the one that you'd want to like focus on. But it uh, will go and create indexes that basically say like, okay, here is where. Uh, everything that matches, uh, and especially if you're importing content like piecemeal, like along the way, mm. like, oh, something got updated. So now you have a record for something that's right near the top of 
you know, your post meta uh, table, and mm-hmm. then you've added this new record down at the bottom, instead of making your database search through all of the records to see what ones match, it goes, oh, okay, return everything with post ID 356. And it says, oh, okay, I know where all the 356 stuff is because I already have an index for that. And then it just returns the data and it returns it so much quicker. Um, so that's, I mean, that's performance on, on the, I guess on the user side, right? That's where it's coming. Like, how does that, so I don't, hmm, let me, on the back end, let's talk about the back end. Uh, so one, there's the idea, like uh, when I do have, for this client that is uh, having overages on WP Engine that shall remain unnamed, they keep saying, oh, this is going to affect your performance. And I'm like, well, if I'm not calling those files or whatever, it's because artists um, upload, you know, insane files, even when they, like I have a five megabyte limit, but they're all five megabytes. <laughs> right? right. And so I don't actually pull those images for the front end. The front end never sees those, right? But they're right. on the server. And sure. so the, um, see, now we're talking about like performance again. It always comes down to performance. Um, At some we'll talk about the syncing part. The, but it's on the server, right? You're, if you're storing it on the server, this giant image instead of like just the thumbnail, but you're not calling it, does the, mm-hmm. what does that affect? Which Which performance index does that touch? I mean, it mainly, I mean, if they don't want to store it, basically, <laughs> okay. it, uh, and in, in the case of WP engine, I don't know how much, uh, they still, uh, push this or whatever, but they do have, uh, something that they, at least when I was working there. And at, at this point, that was like seven or eight years ago, uh, this thing called large FS where, uh, they will take uh, large they files. They still have it. Yeah, and they, and just they also bought WP Media Pro, I believe it's called, that does very similar things. Mm-hmm. Right. I was actually, uh, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was expressing my confusion to them actually at WordCamp US this year. At, to the, <laughs> they're like, well, we don't know what you're talking about because it's the, the people at the booth. And I was like, well, can you just tell your developers to work on this program, please? Because I need help. <laughs> Large FS is interesting because uh, while I do like the plugin and, and think it's great, uh, I, I think that uh, the Large FS solution, as long as they still uh, like actively support it, uh, mm-hmm. is a more interesting thing because it works at the server level instead of uh, worrying about WordPress and... Uh, the PHP of it all, basically like the rewriting, everything happens, the uploading, everything in the background happens at, at, at the server level and is like shoving those resources off to uh, S, the S3 bucket you've basically given yeah. them. The uh, problem with that, the reason that that particular client on WP Engine, because I, I, I know about that uh, right. plugin, um, is uh, it doesn't work with Gravity Forms. This was actually what I was upset with them about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking of syncing your data or getting data in and getting data out, um, when I originally built this for my client, which was like, again, like six or seven years ago now. Oh, my gosh. That's why I'm rebuilding it. Um, <laughs> it is. Uh, it was all through Gravity Forms. And so right. I'm like taking in all this data. and It's like completely not useful for that particular instance. And then right when I had found WP Media Pro, which I believe it was called, um, they bought it. And then right. I was like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> I was just 
wait, did I buy it? Or should I just, is it included? Is it free? Is it part of my package now? Like, is it this other plugin? I don't know. But it, mm -hmm. this is exactly why though, it's really interesting because when you put something into an external database and, and Airtable has issues with people storing things and then retrieving them. So a lot mm -hmm. of stuff that was happening was people were using Airtable sort of as a CMS, right? They were pulling things from, you know, linking to images that were in Airtable from their websites, putting them in newsletters, you know, really using Airtables as a, as a repository. And they, they put the kibosh on that real quick. Well, maybe not real quick, but recently. Um, actually, last year, I think. <laughs> and, uh, you know, recent times, last year, same, same. So anyway, they, they have taken that away. And so it really lends itself to integration with like an S3 bucket, um, which leads me to my other question, which is that, is there an alternative to AWS? <laughs> is oh, it yeah. All Amazon? Oh, yeah. Lots Twitter? of them. And they all okay. use typically use a, AWS's um, way of storing stuff in the way of querying for that those buckets. We should do a, we should do a dev branch episode on um, offsite storage because I I, mean, I can I <laughs> I will uh, just just for the audience watching and and so we we don't leave them hanging. You can look at Wasabi, which isn't as dependable but Wait, is very cheap. Is hanging. This is so they come back. This is, that was supposed That's to be right. a promo for Dev Branch. <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to, I'm. Why don't you just I'm, tell yeah. them in the, in the discord, give them all the. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, and I, I will, I will just at uh, one more, I will give a shout out to digital ocean spaces. That's what I use uh, for the Mastodon server uh, that I've run on Simeon.rodeo that uh, really, uh, I mean, it, it handles all of uh our storage needs and uh is I, I think as long as you keep it over under 250 gigabytes it's five bucks a month like Dang. come on i like that it's a set price a lot of my clients are like so how much is aws going to cost i'm like probably less than ten dollars a month or like a couple pennies depends and they're like that's not a number i'm like i i know I, i'm sorry <laughs> i got it i got uh digital ocean spaces up to a about a terabyte of storage and i think it was costing me like 47 dollars a month so i don't even I mean, understand what a terabyte is like how many you know portraits of an artist is that i do not cannot right start. it's like trying to understand the difference between like a million dollars and a billion dollars and then you go to a trillion dollars and i'm like i don't I don't know what you're saying anymore it's a very big difference the scale right. has, has has exceeded my capability of imagination so this this like, conversation is great <laughs> this conversation is going very much like uh whenever i tell uh sarah that i upgraded our storage at the house and <laughs> i'm like hey uh so on our nas we have uh, a 14 we have 14 terabytes of storage like you know please start like backing up your new computer to the thing and she goes i don't even know what what a terabyte is <laughs> like, I, I, I don't, don't even know how many gallons of gas go in my car. Terabyte, okay? terabyte right. to me sounds like a, a, like an earth. It's an earth. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> like what is it is. I have, I literally, if there wasn't a little number on the dashboards of my hosting, of my hosting service. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It says the number. What's that? It's probably, you know, I but do that on my phone too. You go look at like the storage and like the little fun little graph. Yeah. I mean, sure, that's what it's at. Like, I, there's so much trust involved in just like 
But I don't WordPress know has to make is. five copies of that file, though, for all the different sizes that it needs. So it, it's okay. Everything will be just fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I'm asking, right, about originally, because you put these huge files on there, but I'm only using on the front end, you know, the thumbnails that I'm calling. I'm not calling the whole thing because that would right. be bonkers. Um, so, you know, do I really care if I'm putting stuff on the server? Uh, WP is well, telling me that I should care. Uh, no, you're well, gonna have w bad performance problems, and I'm like, am I though? You don't think d I am. WP Engine cares because they are using a cloud service provider that charges them through wow. the nose for all the storage that their customers are using. So, I'm so the less by using it, right? Storage repo. Got it. Got it. So, so any of these, any Thanks of these version then. Yeah, any of these managed WordPress hosts that just are like, oh, we run our stuff on AWS or Google Cloud or whatever, um, they're they're paying. Uh, I mean, they're probably getting a, a, a you know little bit of a reduced rate than like if you or I were to go to Google Cloud and go, hey, I so. <laughs> like I, I want, card. yeah, exactly. So they're 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 making it up in. Uh, in bulk or whatever by you know bringing that many customers but they're still paying more than if they had their own infrastructure they own their own hard drives everything else so uh it, it is in their interest for you to keep your files as like uh you know compressed and everything as possible and in the case of working with artists that's that's just not always gonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter how many plugins I install. Somehow they find a way to like upgrade. I'm like, how do you do this? Um, right. So I, I've been thinking about this. So I think what I've been building out for various clients um, is actually. <laughs> so there's headless WordPress. This is bodiless WordPress. It's like the opposite, right? Because headless WordPress is you're using the back end for data management and then it goes out to something that's not WordPress, right? Some other format. Yeah. So what I'm doing instead is I'm pulling stuff. So the head, it's just a, just a head. So this is like the, this is like the suspended head of WordPress, which I don't know, maybe that's not the right way to go about it because you know, everyone's like, take the head off and it's better. So now I'm just literally like bodiless WordPress. Maybe I should get that URL because that's really funny to me. Are are you familiar? I'm pretty sure you will be, but with the concept of uh, an exquisite corpse. Oh yeah, like the poem. Uh, or uh, like a, a drawing where you fold a sheet. Yeah. In thirds, and then someone draws the head part, the body part, and the legs. Yeah. Yes. Like, yes. Uh, yes. In, instead of instead of headless WordPress, you are are building an exquisite corpse <laughs> where. Exquisite corpse. Wait, WP exquisite corpse.com right now. Please someone buy it for me. It's almost the holidays. So Can are I you saying holidays? that like the legs of this corpse or the whatever of this corpse is actually being um hosted through a like a um wait, uh, I know <laughs> the legs through AWS or through yeah, like the know, legs are the the legs are the um an S3 the bucket. And then the body is the AWS or the Digital Ocean, and then the head is is WordPress on the on the managed hosting server. Yeah, I I I'm pretty sure that what? there are a, a couple people in our Discord who are twitching right now at the thought <laughs> of. Um, 
Oh, man. I feel like you are doing this, this backwards. <laughs> no, okay. So, so say we've we've laid out that you're doing uh, Airtable and pulling stuff uh, into WordPress that way. What are you using to actually pull stuff and no, sync? No, we didn't get to that part of this thing. Um, I'm using multiple things in different for different clients because you know yes. why use one thing when you can use all of them. Um, in 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 some cases, I'm using Zapier, right? Good old Zapier. Mm. In another case, I'm using WP AirSync, which is um, has been a very positive, like they were like a very like startup y plugin and they've like been adding features like wild. So they're like refining your pricing and adding pro version. It's like, it's, it's sort of like these automations are like the Wild West because these plugins are like popping up and then you watch them develop because they launch with like the, you know, the MVP of their stuff. So you kind of have to pick a horse and like go with it. You're like, I hope this one works. Um, and please don't mess this up because I'm counting on you. So WP AirSync, which links Airtable to WordPress. With, right. You know, using, um, I'm assuming the APIs. This is, this is the other thing. Like, and I wanted to talk about this, but, um, you know, I could just write my own API scripts, right? But I like the API is so problematic and ever changing that I'm like, I really want the plugins to man like they can monitor that and keep their plugin up to date with that. And right. I don't have to do that. Uh, another one that I'm using and use and has also just been throwing features in there constantly and upgrading their systems is uh, WP webhooks. So they are mm. in addition to having the um they have a bunch of integrations, so you can do it through like if this then that or Zapier or any of the automators uh, or the third-party automators. But you can also do it directly by hooking mm. up, you know, direct triggers and webhooks, so it can receive all of that data directly. Or you can go through the third party. Like you can literally make a daisy chain of data, and and in some faces, because sometimes it's going some of the data. Like I'm taking it from a place called Submittable, which is a like a grant application kind of place, right? So data's coming into there. And I, I actually split it off. Some of it goes to Air, Air Force, and then some of it comes to the website. So it's really like, this is why I do so much mapping. <laughs> it really is like this daisy chain of stuff. Like you've got all these like extension cords plugged into each other and things can go wrong. Like, you know, obviously, you know, zaps can stop working or the plugin Gets it sounds like you could build a race condition as well, where you are essentially sending and receiving at the same time, and it just becomes an infinite loop. Oh, God, it just hasn't happened yet, but thank you. I'm glad that you pointed that out. That <laughs> well, now you know the term, race condition. <laughs> Excellent. Exciting, waiting for that to happen. Uh, but this is this is why it's been really interesting, too, because this is, I guess it's not, it's it doesn't feel that new to me, but I think it's just like everyone's like, uh, like it's finally getting into the more commercial like you know where the the solutions are proliferating out there right. and so it feels like um i don't know just like kind of early days in the web where you're watching it happen instead of just like these plugins that are like or the early days of wordpress anyway instead of these plugins that are like just you know all built out in these huge behemoths and have like you know twelve thousand extensions over here so that part's kind of fun because it feels like you're in a more scrappy part of the mm -hmm the development worlds and you know you can make a lot of you can you can choose the wrong choices and then you know you can build out an entire zap flow that then breaks in one particular spot 
because something, you know, gets disconnected or Zapier updates all of its calls, which it has happened also. Happens. So yep. The more plugs that you get together, the more, uh, what are those called? Where did it break in this chain of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then, to, yeah. To to make it holiday appropriate, um, the the uh, Chris the Christmas classic, uh, a Christmas story when uh, Ralphie's dad is getting ready to uh, light up the Christmas tree, uh, <laughs> the the collection of uh, plugs, extension cords, uh, you know, cables on cables on cables, uh, and then what happens? He blows a fuse. Right. right. Yeah, well, that has happened. Yeah. Luckily, it's not as dramatic. Uh, things just just go. <laughs> right. Someone gets an error message, and then someone does or does not tell me necessarily. <laughs> so well, that fuse is the web host in this instance because if you have all these, if you have a IFTTT with a Zapier with an Automate with a blah blah blah, and they're all talking to the same endpoint. Um, yeah, well, they're all different point... endpoints actually. So like WP hook, WP web hooks. This is one of the updates that they did. They used to have one, um, one, like kind of webhook per function, sort of, and and now you create a unique one for every single thing. So you're right. like, woo! Let me just add some numbers and letters here. But like, it is, I mean, it. I I don't. I'm not saying it's the best way, right? Like, because I don't know what you, I know. Airtable is going to be around. I know Salesforce is going to be around. I don't like using Salesforce for a multitude of reasons, um, yeah. mostly philosophical. But um, Airtable is, uh, you know, it's, there's actually conversations that I've been having about, are we going to use the Airtable, because they have interfaces now, are we going to use the Airtable interface to display this data? Or are we going to use the website? So that's a whole nother use case, right? Because there are some use cases, in this case, you know, elected officials or, you know, per certain partners that you can then give the Airtable interface to, you're completely bypassing the website. So, you know, what is data and what is a website? Like a website, <laughs> this is getting really, as like, I've always said in all of my talks that websites are content. Um, that yeah. is what they are. Because without content, there's no website. There's just a, nothing, right? You can yeah. have anything coded but unless there's something in there to show there's literally nothing so if the content's just about how it's being displayed you know then you start getting into the um static site stuff mm -hmm. and is that a website is the website something you can log into that you are managing and storing like th this is almost really kind of the separation of website and cms to a, to a degree that it hasn't been separated before, right? Like, right. you're con like, because now I'm using Airtable in some of these cases and Salesforce reluctantly as content management systems, but then connecting yeah. to another content management system, which is re just really a framework for the website. Well, what I will tell you that's good about the way that you're going about this is because of the fact that you're syncing it, you're, it fails. Um, it fails gracefully. It does feel very graceful. Because yeah. if it, if you were, I, I am a graceful. Fail if you were embedding, failer. if you were embedding, embedding this, pulling it directly, like an embedded as an embedded thing, Ugh. it would not fail gracefully. It would fail with a JavaScript error that says I can't pull from this place. But at least you have a copy of it that's stored on the local server that you've done Whichever that server sync. that is. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, your that's much is. better. 
It's it's not bad. It just it's really interesting, and I think that it's um, it, it does point to this sort of, like I said, philosophical question about what is a website? Is it just mm-hmm. something you access through a URL? Because that can be apps too, right now these days. So yeah, it's it just such interesting times we're living in. <laughs> and I, this this actually goes to the what is WordPress conversation as well, right? Because if what is WordPress is defined as a CMS, then we're competing with Airtable or we're competing with Salesforce. But it's not really the best CMS anymore. Like the best place to like, maybe it's a good place to manage your content, but store your content, maybe not, right? So, right. but are you really storing it in your WordPress? I guess you are if it's in your database tables, that's in, in the WordPress, right? Mm-hmm. Not just on the server. <laughs> But just think if um, if Airtable supported blocks, then you could build all that stuff in Airtable and hit sync. And then all of those comments get copied over to the website as a post. No, I mean, then... that, you have these interfaces that essentially are websites. Like, so and you can they use Drupal as your front end. Data. You can have <laughs> a little dashboard, essentially, that you can share, yeah. you can share publicly. They don't have pretty addresses. You know, they don't have... Right. So, Again, that comes down to like, does any Google took all the domains off of, you know, all the, all the local, like the specific URLs out of the Mm -hmm. browser. So like, does that even matter if the URL is pretty anymore? If it has a a redirect, you can click a pretty URL that then redirects to whatever, you know, Airtable interface it is. Like, does that matter? I I just, I, I think it's so interesting. Like, I wish I wish we would have more. Well, we have these conversations, but I wish we would have more of these conversations like across the industry or even across WordPress, because I feel like we're so myopic and we're just like, oh, this is the way we've done things. And this is what we're building and this is what we're focusing on. And it's like a five year old plan that we're like endlessly moving toward. And it's like, Mm -hmm. (coughs) excuse me, you know, things are changing and solutions are changing and we should be more nimble than we are. And, right, you know, we should be able to adapt to all of these different ways of managing data in, in order to stay on top of it, really, in order to stay like if we were working on being a better front end, then everyone in the discord wouldn't be rolling their eyes when I say I'm using a, a only head WordPress or something, you know, so like <laughs> I it's. It's interesting. I, I don't I think it sucks that people and a lot of developers would say that, like that taking the data and stuffing it into these WordPress tables is, you know, not the right way to go about it. And it should use a static site generator and blah blah blah. Like WordPress should be able to take that space. You know what I mean? That should yeah. that should be a way it should be able to do that easily. And maybe it can as we get more lightweight with some of the new themes and but I don't know. With the way the posts look, I don't know if we can. Can we? I don't know. They're so ugly, that data. I don't I, know if it I, matter, but I care. I, I, was, I was doing some digging around because I was like, there's got to be some way to um, do uh, ACF, like not into, uh, like from what I, I've seen, like in their documentation, they'll they'll put stuff in term meta, they'll put it in post meta. Um, yeah. You know, it, it all depends. Uh, but there is, uh, it looks like it's uh, what, like 149 a year, uh, but that will uh, dump your ACF data into custom database tables. Oh, um, wow. So like makes its own little database tables for it. Right. 
Interesting. So, so then uh, I will be going from Airtable to the plugin, <laughs> the connector plugin to ACF to custom tables. <laughs> I'm just going to add another little plugin to my, my daisy chain here. Right. Yeah, you have to build something that queries those database tables directly that circumvents ACF entirely and then displays it on some app or something. Yeah, I was like, now no. how do you display that data on the front end? I'm interested. Is it just the same ACF data in a different table? And does that... Yeah. Like, yeah. That's so interesting. There's so many ways to build things, y'all. I know. It's funny because like uh, the way I was envisioning this this topic was very like software focused. And the thing was, is that... <laughs> I think we would be doing a disservice by having it be a software focus. Like, here's all the plugins you should go download. No, no, no. It's your job to, like, go test this stuff out. So right. give you a couple of them to play with. But really, like, none of these things work for everything. And I think that is, that's the job security. You know, everyone's so yeah. worried about, like, oh, it's all going to take up. No, because this stuff requires understanding. It requires understanding of the software. requires understanding of the processes. It requires understanding of automations and data. And that is where the yep. specialized knowledge comes in. If you're not just building a website, there is no just building a website anymore. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't exist. Like, right. so this is, this is why about it that way. <laughs> this is why. And it, it might surprise you uh, to learn that uh, for, I mean, for like 10 plus years now, there's been that discussion about like, is somebody who just implements stuff in WordPress, uh, right. a developer. Uh, Do they matter? Like, okay, Are they valid? Right. Right. But I mean, okay, they may not have like hands on code. They're like low or no code uh, solution people. Can low they code. call themselves uh, a developer? And uh, like developer, uh, maybe a stretch. However, I do think that they are a very important part of the ecosystem uh, because they they have to tie all of this shit together they have to and sometimes it is shit by the way just yes because <laughs> sometimes developers are like i'm just gonna shove stuff in the meta post, post meta table and then you're like thanks now i have to figure out how to extract it and use it well like practitioner by the way i do like to point out that i do also code and it's not just css yeah, but you don't want to build the whole. You you said this earlier. You don't want to build the entire product that you are going to be the only customer of. No. And you're definitely not trying to go and build a thing to make it be a whole new business because you already have a business that you're doing other stuff with. No, I do not want to support software. Yeah, and let this be somebody else's thing. That's the interesting thing about WordPress and developer, right? You can be a developer but use all these tools because mm -hmm. you can't support all of it and supporting. Yep. Supporting the constant updating of all the tools is, you know, it's not just about updating, clicking an update or enabling auto updates, right? It's really about the, like, the data and the processes. Like some, you know, a couple, it might work for a couple upgrades and then you're like, oh, look, someone updated someone, something, you know, fundamental. And now I have to go rewire everything. Right. I almost feel like an electrician sometimes, like, or like one of those old school, like, operators where they're like, hello, and you're like, plug in all the different cords and you're like, I'm going to connect this to this and this to this. Yeah. <laughs> I, if I had a business, no I would problem. definitely be calling it a practice. I don't think I would call it an agency. I, I would steal from the medical industry and call it a practice. And then you can just <laughs> kind of like get away with it. I do, I do, do I a would, lot of counseling. So that actually kind of works. <laughs> right. I, I would say. I love that. 
I, I would say uh, to to go even simpler than what uh, Tom suggested is uh, just just say that we're all WordPress workers. Maybe that's a little socialist or communist of me. <laughs> oh wow! Is like yeah, uh, but like hey. Same. Yeah, we're all workers. We all do work with WordPress. So it's like a WP and then there's like a sickle. (laughs) (laughs) And then a hammer on the other side. (laughs) I'm going to see if I can get the the internationalized domain name. Please Um, do. Can we be like ICWP or something like that? Right. That would be awesome. with this, with this kind of uh, the the clock running out here, we wanted to uh, invite, invite you invite you folks over to our Discord and come hang out with us on our after cooler. And tell me how I'm doing it wrong. Or how do you get to it? You can go to wpwatercooler.com/aftercooler, and you'll be able to find us over there, and then come and hang out with us in our audio chat in Discord. Although if my you phone, your phone you, you can actually it. drive to your destination with it playing and you don't have to look at the phone or anything. You just talk. I did it for an hour and it worked out great. So <laughs> you, if you need to get someplace it. right after the show. <laughs> you can that's keep the way to do it while he drives around. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like well, if you want to go to Home Depot with me, that's where I'm going next. So <laughs> take your, take your listeners to Home Depot day. That's yep. That's- yep. That's it. <laughs> All right. We love you all. Thanks for being here and listening to us jabber. We do. We do love you all. Talk to you later. Here's our outro. Go over to our website at www.wr4.com slash subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. If you like this content, leave us a comment. We'd, we'd, we'd love that and find us over in our Discord. That's where we're hanging out right after this. Talk to you all later. You have a good one. Bye-bye. Have a good day.